Hi, this is Pam, and this is Must Love Food. Thanks for joining me today. And with me, I have got Teresa and Maddie, and we are going to dive in and just do a little brief um, run through on our holiday issue, which was really fun. Um, we have a couple of unique, fun things that we did this this issue, and um, one I will highlight is Teresa. Uh, did a gift guide for us, um, and we kind of based it off of our content in the magazine, um, some of our holiday recipes. So anyway, we'll talk about that a little bit. And so welcome, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Or afternoon, whatever time this is. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, ladies. <laughs> yes, exactly. In Cyberland here, we we record these a little in advance, so um, this is uh, probably a couple of weeks before uh, this. you will hear this. Um, <laughs> but the issue is out, and hopefully you have it in your hot little hands, and, <laughs> or cold hands, depending where you are in the country. <laughs> Right. I know I we've received some emails of people saying like they've been waiting for this by their mailbox for so long and they're so excited to start diving into it. Uh, yes. And uh, I have a friend of mine who I send a gift subscription to um, and she is one of our super fans. She's always without prompting. She will always comment on our photography, on our covers, on our content. And she told me how much she loved the holiday issue. So she's a barometer for me. It's a personal barometer of mine. <laughs> I would say, though, I don't want to say that we can do no wrong. But um, yes, uh, anyhow. Um, in her all, eyes. <laughs> in her eyes, exactly. Um, well, I love the cover. And um, there's a great story that goes with it. Um, we have a, our Thanksgiving menu on the cover, or I guess it's really our turkey. But it is an uh, um, Thanksgiving man's way. And um, this is based off of our photographer Chris's wife's grandmother's um, traditions and something that he loves and has come to love um, since he's been married to his wife. And um, so this, the Thanksgiving dinner was based on her um, style of cooking turkey and very basic dressing and the pièce de résistance, which I know we talked about before, was the egg gravy, which I don't think any of us had ever heard of except Chris. I think we were all skeptical until we tasted it, and <laughs> one spoonful, we were we were fans for sure. You, you've got that right. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, like I'm kind of particular on eggs, so putting eggs in gravy was kind of like. That seems wrong. But yeah, it was very tasty. So, <laughs> well, <Fool> me once. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's a it's an emulsifier, so really, it's. Um, uh, but there was, uh, you know, what I don't even. I'll, we'll we'll dive into that just in a little bit. I just kind of jumped ahead because I was looking at the cover. Um, but as usual, we have in the now, and we have our tips, and we have our social um, page, and all of that kind of good stuff. And we will be doing an episode on holiday cookies, so we won't get into um, the ins and outs of each of these uh, cookies. But there is a um, in seasonal kitchen. There's holiday cookie spread. And um, what was really fun is that everyone on staff developed a, um, all the recipe developers on staff developed a recipe. So I love that. Um, the other thing that I thought was funny is our proofreader actually, after oh. reading the spread, decided to try some of the recipes too. <laughs> she and did. One of them yes. Was the brookie. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
Yep, and she did the same thing in the next issue, and we won't um, we won't give it away, but yes. <laughs> so it's fun to see that you know even people who are reading it you know just for errors and corrections yes. are even wanting to try them. So something we're doing right. <laughs> yes, but there's a nice range here. I will say that I think there's there's you know some chocolate, there's some classics, there's some um, colorful, and um, there's fried uh, fried. <laughs> Can never go wrong. Yes. Um, and we had that great um, baking know-how because everybody does, or not everybody, but a lot of people uh, really pull out all the stops at this time of the year to get um, holiday cookies made or cakes or whatever, or quick breads, you name it. And so we did a kind of a refresher on some of the um things you want to know about um, baking and baking goods and equipment and things like that. So there was stuff about vanilla and how to soften butter, which is, I, I am notorious for, for getting to soften my butter um, before I'm making um, anything that I need softened butter for. So I'm, um, I, you know, do the microwave really and watch it, but I've also been On known a low to power, of course. Yes. But I've also been known to <laughs> melt the butter. <laughs> So easy to do. Yes. It's not the greatest method at all. So we did give you some tips on that. And um, yeah. Uh, it just made me remember uh, one time when I was, oh, probably in high school or middle school, sometime when I was home and uh, I wanted to make chocolate chip cookies and I too didn't want to wait for the butter to soften. <laughs> and I mean, when I made the dough, it was like, very wet like and you know so I instead of just being like oh my gosh I just put it in the fridge and it worked fine ah, <laughs> but I was like oh no I wasted all that time and I wanted chocolate chip cookies so bad <laughs> um well and I think this one everybody loves cuisine tonight um, I think our readers really, because it, they're quick recipes. Uh, typically, you know, you can get them on the table uh, about an hour. And um, a lot of times we have sides with them. And uh, season, we've got soups. And a lot of people um, I know like to do soups for Christmas Eve or um, just the run up to the holiday season or just in the winter. And so we had uh, three. Um, soups here. We had the Italian wedding soup with Italian mini meatballs, um, oyster chowder with a hot spinach salad. Oh my gosh. Uh, that hot spinach salad was so good. Um, and I, uh, I developed a recipe for oyster chowder. I think it was for, for a, um, one of our special books several years back. And, um, I did not develop this one, but, um, it's, uh, for a lot of people, that's kind of a traditional holiday dish. And if you don't like oysters and you like another fish, yeah. <laughs> or no could... fish. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, that was going to be a, probably a harder, let's see, what are the, uh, broth is in this? Well, you're using the liquor. That's the thing that the little secret ingredient. Yeah, it gives you that briny flavor. So if you're not using if you're if you're not using oysters and the liquor, you would want to add I mean, you could do clams very easily and add the juice if you had, you know, purchased clams or canned clams or something like that. Um, but if you did like even like chicken or corn, you know, people will do fresh. I would just add some broth in and stuff like that. 
but chowder is a lot of people do love it for um, Christmas Eve or something like that. And um, beer, cheese, soup, I mean, and sausage pumpernickel skewers. Need we say more? <laughs> I'll do <True>. that one. <laughs> I just I just want to give a shout out to this Italian wedding soup. Mm-hmm. It is so good and Ooh. flavorful. It has become one of our family's faves. Oh, nice. And we, you know, because... The it has Italian mini meatballs with it. It t- takes a tiny little bit of extra time uh, because of that, but um, we like to have it on special occasions and things like that. And it's just amazing. Well, and, and this make- is coming from a true Italian. So <laughs> well, and you can make the meatballs in advance. Yes, that and helps so a lot. That helps a lot. Yep. I remember it's a it's an old ATK uh, America's Test Kitchen um, actually Cook's Illustrated recipe. I they have a lasagna that's really good and they have mini meatballs in it. Oh nice. And my friend and I, the one who loves um, our magazine, we made three or four no probably four trays of fresh lasagna with fresh noodles, fresh sauce, and oh. mini meatballs. And we had fresh noodles strewn throughout <laughs> her house, drying on the backs of chairs and whatnot to make these massive trays of lasagna at the oh, holiday one year. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, but it was a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> Grace told me just the other day that she can't wait to grow up so she can make pasta because she just Ooh. loves it so much. That is so cool. Well, Teresa made pasta in our fall issue, which was That's right. a win for everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of our favorite local Italian restaurants uh, makes their lasagna with mini meatballs or with oh. meatballs. So, so I, it's, it's, it's kind of a special, special thing. Well, it's nice because it's, you know, a big meatball would be terrible just yeah. because it's too much. And, and then sometimes the, if it's really ground, it sort of gets lost in the sauce. And right. so you have something you can bite into that is substantial, but, mm-hmm. um, well, I did do a, I did do a lasagna, I think years ago, now that I think about it, it was a for two, um, article and it was, um, and it was using ground beef and ground pork, I think. And I did, uh, used half of it in a meatloaf. And then the other half I did for l- mini lasagnas, ah. uh, with mini meatballs. Just remember that. <laughs> right. Um, so anyhow, I'm glad you enjoyed that Italian wedding soup. Um, I should give that a try, especially with those meatballs. <laughs> oh, I'm turning the page. Oh, this is the <laughs> best. This, this I, I named our staff favorite for this issue. <laughs> the yeah, beef, so ta- the baked beef sammies. Yes. <laughs> so for Test Kitchen favorites, we did, um, you know, holiday, um, appetizers and, uh, Maddie developed this and, um, yeah, take it away, Matt. <laughs> so, well, the funny thing is, I think I talked about this and maybe our tailgating issue, um, podcast, actually, my aunt uh-huh. would make these, um, sandwiches with these King Hawaiian rolls and it would be kind of like ham and cheese or some different meats. And then you pour it over a melted butter. That was that. So that was kind of my thinking behind it, but I wanted to put on like a different spin. So I made it a baked Italian beef sammies. So same kind of concept. You take a, a loaf of those King Hawaiian rolls, split it down like in half so that you have like, you know. Crosswise kind of. Yes. Yeah. So you have like the tops all together. You don't have to separate them. You have, you know. They're like little easy. sliders. Exactly. 
So then you just kind of assemble it. We we had um, some deli sliced roast beef, some provolone, um, giardinara that we drained and finely chopped, and some pepperoncinis. And then, of course, you know, the famous butter over the top. And it was butter, some Italian seasoning, grated parm, and then you bake it, and it was so good. Mm. <laughs> I think the giardinara and the um, pepperoncini really and the provolone those are the three plus the butter <laughs> just really sealed the deal <laughs> it was a perfect storm it was. Uh, well you know i should mention too uh we had talked about the cookies how everybody sort of um participated and and offered up a, a selection for the um for the article this was the same thing with the appetizers everybody uh generated one and Haley did this one the cheddar horseradish dip with apple um uh it's funny because Haley is not a horseradish fan I am and I personally probably would add more horseradish than she did but this was really delicious and um the she calls it with apple because I believe there's apple butter yep apple butter and I really liked it with the the pretzel rods that was me personally <laughs> yeah this one tasted just as good with the sweet of the apple uh-huh. as as the um salty yeah, yeah as the carby. salty and and the um and the veg too i mean it tastes good with all of that mm -hmm. i know it was it was fun to have like a wild kind of arrangement of different things yeah of like you know from carbs to veggies to fruit yeah. it all tasted good on all different things i mean i bet that would even be good on a sandwich <laughs> oh yeah that'd be a great spread nice little spread mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, I think that was sort of the idea behind it, the cheddar horseradish, which is the um, infamous plowman's lunch. Okay, if you just give me phyllo and um, mushrooms, I'm in. <laughs> exactly. You had me so, at mushrooms and phyllo, too. Yeah. Oh, phyllo, <laughs> yes. Uh, mini mushroom bacon cups. Um, and then there's also a little bit of, um, as mentioned, bacon in there. Um, and there's a little bit of sherry and parm. I mean, these are just... A really nice, crispy, savory umami bite. And they're beautiful little appetizers to put out for your holiday spread. They're just yeah. so pretty and so appealing. And they're grab and go. So it's kind of like if you have a smaller, you know, especially with COVID still sticking around and we're all still trying to be careful, it's a nice option to be able, instead of like all the extra hands touching everything, you can just grab one thing and step away. Exactly. <laughs> well, and that's one of the things I should mention, too, about the uh, it's a partially how you um, styled the um, the horse cheddar horseradish dip, Teresa, that you can do individual servings of dips and things like that, people. So when you do have a big gathering, if you're trying to minimize, that's one of the things we have um as we've come back to the office a little bit, we're, we're a very small staff and we do try to um, keep our distance, wear our masks and all of that. But if we are tasting some food, um, we each use our own utensil to serve it, to eat with it, obviously. Um, and, you know, we have our own vessel. So that's something that you can do at home too. You just have to get, you know, little cups. You could get you ramekins. Just be, yeah, ramekins. Just be creative. Yeah, we used little um, juice glasses for mm -hmm. this. Then back in the day when I was a kid, my parents used to buy these craft um, cheese spreads, and they had like Roquefort cheese spread, which we used to stuff celery with. That was one of our holiday things that we put on our relish tray. Right. 
And, um, and then there was a pimento cheese spread, which was sort of, um, like pimento cheese. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember what we put it on that, but anyway, they came in these little glass, um, glasses and when they were done, they became our juice glasses. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I don't think they have those kind of things anymore, but <laughs> something like that, if you remember. And then this was when I did a uh, pepidou goat cheese spread and we just put them on crostini to make them either grab and go as they're styled here. If you just take your crostini that you can get in a bag, you don't even have to make your own or unless you want to make your own, you can just do a whole tray of um, already spread um, crostini so people can just grab and go. Yeah, and in using the pepidou makes it so festive for the holidays too. It's a classic pairing for me, pepidou mm -hmm. and goat cheese. Um, I love them. Uh, I don't think a lot of people really, you know, think to use pepidus that often. I know yeah. I don't, but whenever we do, it's always like, oh, I forget how much I like them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, I have a friend who served them on an appetizer tray, I don't know, along many, many, like, you know, 15 or so years ago. And I just love them because I, I think I would thought of them more along the lines of hot cherry peppers. And I sure. just was sort of thinking, I'm not just not going to pop that in my mouth. Um, so uh, they do have, I mean, they, they have a reputation or the described as um, spicy sweet. I think I call them a little more sweet than spicy. Yes. They're, totally. they're surprising yeah. if you're expecting them to be hot. They aren't. They're, very mild. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have a mm -hmm. very pleasant taste. Mm -hmm. And then John did uh, this pretty honey thyme feta with, uh, tomatoes and olives, which he then served uh, with just flatbread or crackers, right? And it's such a beautiful shot. I love feta. And so he, I think he kind of cut, fried it a it. little. Yeah, coated it and then fried it and to get it a little oozy. But it had that crispy coating, which was really, really nice. Added a nice crunch. It did. All right, moving on. We got cuisine for two. I think Vegetarian. Are, that's what I was just, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, that's what my friend, she's a vegetarian and she said something about making, I can't remember what it was. And I, and she referred to these, <laughs> I remember enjoying these, uh, rosemary potato calzones. And I think it uses, yes, it uses purchase pizza dough. Uh, but if you make your own, I mean, they come together just as easy. I mean, it's not hard to make, but, and if you are not a vegetarian and you want to put some meat in there, um, have at it be just as good. We just know a lot of people have been asking for a little more vegetarian or, right. you know, items. So we've, you know, it was great. It was fun to kind of include it a little more often here and there. And I think the spread turned out really great. Yeah. Oh, and there's a garlic dip. Mm. Uh, I remember liking the next recipe a lot, the spicy pumpkin pasta with hazelnuts. And that's just with canned pumpkin, which I know we talked about on um, the apple and pumpkin um episode cam pumpkin is a completely legitimate ingredient and in fact i i would use it before i would use fresh pumpkin i think i mean i would use a fresh i'd use fresh squash but pumpkin is so hard to cut usually and it's so unwieldy i have gone through the process of making a variety of different things with fresh pumpkin and cam pumpkin and cam pumpkin is it's the work is done for you and it, the benefits are all there so I'm a big proponent of that. Totally. But I really like the hazelnuts on this too, I think, because I think that nutty aspect really plays nicely with the pumpkin and the pasta. 
And oh, here we go. Thanksgiving. I know we're going to have a Thanksgiving um, episode coming up, so I won't dive into this completely. And we did give it a little bit of preview and I've talked about it. But um, Thanksgiving Nan's Way was an ode to Chris's wife's Chris's, grandmother. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, did you call her grandmother-in-law? Is that what you mean? <laughs> well, uh, if it was like my grandmother, she just says, you can call me grandma. Just call me grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in this way, we would call her Nan. Nan, that's right. Um, right, because we had Nana, and he said, no, 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 it's Nan. It's not Nana. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's got turkey with all the, the goodies. So there's uh, turkey, and which is um, brined and smoked, and um, a, some Brussels sprouts, some um, simple uh, dressing, sourdough and orange dressing, and the infamous Nan's egg gravy, as we've discussed. <laughs> the other thing I liked about this is Teresa put in kind of a little timeline and grocery list, which makes it nice. So if people do want to make this menu, they can kind of take a quick look at what they need and kind of what they could do ahead of time versus what they need to do day of. And I thought it was just really nice and laid out, Teresa. It, it is. It's a There's a nice little grocery list there and some tips about um, holding a holiday dinner with you know, table settings and planning and that kind of thing. Totally. Yeah, I think people get inundated or overwhelmed um, when it comes to any any gathering a lot of times, especially if it's if you do it maybe once a year or something, or if you've never done it. Um, but when you kind of, if somebody gives you sort of the piece, the step-by-step -step, um, timeline, it really helps, and the grocery list too. So if you want to make this, go to page... 38, 39, and start there. And you just map out your stuff. You know what you need to buy. You know when you need to do it. And Thanksgiving dinner will be on the table before you know it. <laughs> and you don't have to wait for everything to come out of the oven at once. It's kind of one's in the smoker, one's in the uh -huh. oven, one's mm -hmm. on the stovetop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it really is a nice menu. It is. Well, I know I, John, I think, thought about that a little bit, too, for, um, I think, the sides. I, I know he, he had kind of planned that out when he was doing that. And what are the holidays without um, some brunchy breakfast items that uh, you can either prep in advance or have to sort of celebrate if you want to, you know, some people have um, Christmas brunches, their, their special thing, or they have um, recovery from the night before. Um, but anyhow, this was a, uh, Maddie, why don't you talk about this one? Because you, you developed it, right? Sure. Yep, I did. So this was a French toast bake with apple, cranberry, and sausage. So I mean, kind of classic ingredients. Um, my whole thing was kind of like an easier French toast since you don't want to be slaving over the, you know, griddle or a pan, whipping up all these French toasts for everyone. Um, it's kind of like a mashup of everything. You just throw it in the pan and um, kind of do a little custard, pour it all over, bake it, and serve it with some syrup and powdered sugar. What I really liked about this too was the the sausage in there too. I liked the kind of combo of the savory with the sweet. I, I mean, I've always been with. Um, it's funny growing up. I used to with French toast. I always had sausage, and otherwise, I typically would have. I mean, I love sausage, but I would have bacon or something. And so, for French toast, always has to be sausage for me. <laughs> well, and the little bursts of cranberries, I liked kind of like just uh -huh. like a little heart with all the sweet and savory uh -huh. and this is a genius idea putting it in a casserole like this because if you remember 
when you were growing up or when I was growing up, mom or grandma used to be the one at the stove making everybody French toast. Yes. And that was her job, and she wouldn't get to eat until after everybody else did. <laughs> so now everybody can eat together. Right. And it tastes fantastic, especially, uh, don't forget that syrup. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's great. Well, and the little, like, little trick there, too, is, like, we use cinnamon, um, ra- not cinnamon raisin. I think it was just a cinnamon... Uh, yeah, loaf cinnamon swirl bread. But if you like raisins, you can. Um, but that bread made it really simple too. Well, that was sort of one of the themes too. It was cinnamon was um, kind of the the spice that you used um, in both of the recipes. Oh. And the next one, these were just so tender and so good. And yeah, Robin did these. They I love the them. cinnamon sugar donut muffins with cinnamon chips. So they even really hit home the cinnamon. <laughs> Um, but the one thing that she did too, which was, I thought, you know, really set them in is that you bake them and you don't put muffin liners in because you pop them out, you dip them in butter and put them in a cinnamon sugar coating to make it even more delicious. <laughs> more like a donut. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like why not? <laughs> so I'm just looking here. So then did she, yes, she did coat the pan. So she just went on um, hope and prayer that they would come out a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. And they so make, did. Yeah. Ooh, look what's next. Holiday gifting. <laughs> a lot of us, you know, think about gifting cookies or, you know, breads or anything, but we kind of run out of ideas. And Teresa really hit this one out of the park. Well, yeah. I mean, I'll go to Michael's and find like a bag or something. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, uh, this year, um, especially, we want to give extra love and hugs to our loved ones, so our family and friends. So, um, and and I, this is like right up my alley. I love doing this stuff. Um, I'm kind of crafty and a great rapper. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I I use some of the recipes from this issue, like the uh, the ho- some of the holiday cookies from that story. Uh, coming up is uh, sweet potato pie bread, and then also coming up is homemade sweet vermouth. So I, I took those as my inspiration because those are great to give uh, to family and friends. And then also I wanted to especially uh, do this with an eye on um, a budget. So none of this stuff is expensive. It's almost all from the dollar store or upcycling um, saved items or the craft store. So I, I really um, made it a purpose to design these gifting things with budget in mind. So for example, I took the uh, one of the holiday cookies, the Brookies, um, and used uh, recycled Pringles cans and then um, used my stash and this is great if you have a stash of stuff too so this leftover holiday paper or scrapbooking paper and some twine and then made my own gift tags which that's also one of my things to do every year is make um, gift tags so these I decided um, I would take pictures of the recipients and make them into gift tags and attach them I attach them with either um, you know, just clips or um, tied them into the, the twine bow. 
so you know whoever got them like i i um i have a picture of uh maddie's two girls and <laughs> and her puppy rusty <laughs> uh, um, my dad when he was in high school and you know that kind of thing so they're just kind of fun um and especially if uh, you're giving them like i have a picture of my brother when he was <laughs> when he was young so it'd be kind of fun for them to get um, those images too. And sometimes if you're taking the pictures, they haven't seen those either. So that's totally. Kind of... And that's a little personal touch, which I thought yeah. was so cute. It's a little. Yeah. And then um, the sweet potato pie bread, uh, a lot of people make quick breads to give for Christmas and the holidays. So I just got some car uh, corrugated um, paper, which, you know, it's really thick. So it's really easy to cut. So I cut it to the size of the bread. And then I just wrapped around a piece of really pretty uh, scrapbooking paper or holiday gift paper, tied that with a, a, tied it up with twine. And there you go. It's really pretty. You can customize it to whoever you're giving it. Well, and the size of the bread too, you can customize yeah, it. Exactly. And it's, it's so easy to put together. Um, I just used... Uh, a paper punch and twine to put the sides of the box together. So, and by the way, all these instructions are included with. I was just story. gonna. I was just gonna <laughs> say, yeah. When you flip the page from the beautiful opener, there's uh, detailed instructions on how to make each of the um, the wrapping um, uh, pieces that Teresa's talking about. But they're so beautiful, so creative, and really so thoughtful. Just, I mean, really, wow. Right. Well, you made your own box. I mean, and how, and how simple. <laughs> yeah, it was really easy. It's it, All these are very easy to accomplish. You don't have to be a crafter to do any of these. Well, I'll tell you, one of my, I remember one year, my parents were um, having some financial struggles and stuff. And I remember my mother, my mother was always such a big uh, Christmas person. Oh, I'm going to get emotional. Um <laughs> And she got so creative this, that year and started taking all family pieces and gifting them out or making um, homemade um, recipe books for each of us with her, the family recipes um, and photo albums and things. I, I just, I remember that year. Um, and she did that actually. She started doing that kind of from, from then on. But uh, she just felt, she was, she, like I said, Christmas meant a lot to her and she really put on the dog and she wanted to not have it be any less than, than she really wanted it to be. And so she got creative. And I think people really get very affected when they get something so personal from somebody. And when it's handmade like this, I think that um, everybody could do it and you've made it easy for everybody, Teresa. Well, those, those kind of things and, and uh, what you're talking about that your mom did, they're just lovely, thoughtful gifts. And they, they feel very personal when you give them to someone. And it means so more. I mean, yeah. you put the thought, you put the effort. I mean, everything. I, I know my grandpa, Christmas, he loved. And I mean, he was a big sap at heart, you know, and just seeing us open our presents would bring tears to his eyes. And he would make all of us ornaments or a different woodworking project. And it's like, those are the ones that you hang on to forever. Yeah, and it's, it's hard so to get special. rid of. So no, I think everyone, you know, could use a little extra hug or thought this year. So that, that's true. how I felt when I was putting this together. It just felt like a big warm hug. 
Totally. Especially your little cozy wrap up of the look like the little liquor bottles or. Yeah. So yeah. true. When it got to me. I'm verklempt over here. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh, and we partnered this issue. Our cookbook feature was the, I can't even. It was the meat cookbook. Yes, so with, it was a full, uh, more complete name than that. I'm just, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was the ultimate companion to meat. Um, uh -huh. And this book was so stunning. I mean, it was heavy. It was like thick. It was like a book that you you want to have around. And it was like, like a coffee the, table book. Totally. Did, didn't Anthony Bourdain write the foreword? He did. Yes. Um, and so the mind, the mindset with this one is it is all about me. And um, especially right now, not everyone is eating meat. And, you know, it's kind of like, it, you know, it, it goes into so much detail on all these different things and amazing photography and recipes. Um, our thought behind this one was we wanted to kind of give an alternative menu because sometimes people don't want to do turkey for the holidays. So we featured their roast ribeye and also their beef wellington because, you know, both great options if you want to do something different this year, or maybe that is what you do. Well, Stunning. and I also had uh, Yorkshire pudding, which I, I love. I think I wrote in the TOC. I think that was me. Um, my mom um, came from Canada and her dad, my grandfather came from England. And so she knew Yorkshire pudding. I didn't know that at all, but, and I remember her making them and it was such a big deal. And so I, it's nice to see them. They look oh, so special, you know, uh -huh. they look, they look like festive holiday food and, and they so don't easy. even, yeah, they don't take much. No, you but just no, need the meat drippings. <laughs> that's right. So keep that in mind when you are making one of your <laughs> menus, <laughs> But if you don't, you could always use some bacon fat or some other kind of sure. dripping. And make them, right. Yeah. Um, and uh, this this issue for wares, uh, since um, a lot of people are investing in um, a turkey or a um, nice piece of beef or something like that, you want to make sure that it is cooked properly and to the right temperature. <laughs> but And it's not just then. It is anytime you're doing anything in the kitchen. Um, temping really does is your friend. But you need a, um, a reliable thermometer. And so uh, John did a test on, um, I'm not even sure how many he tested, 11, 11 yeah. probe thermometers. And these were the four that sort of rose to the top. And um, so there's an analysis of that. And, and all can be found on Amazon. Correct. <laughs> but really, it is, it is really one of the key things I think that anybody... I think thermometer and uh, scale are kind of the two pieces of kitchen equipment. But speaking of kitchen equipment, for the holidays, you really want a roasting pan. So we give you the skinny on um, uh, what to look for in a roasting pan. Um, and if you're not even using it for your turkey or, or uh, meat or anything like that, you can make um, you can use it to make dressing. You can use it to make um, just roast vegetables or anything like that. So, it is important to have a good um, roasting pan that's you know got um, kind of a thick bottom and an even surface on the bottom so that you can get even cooking and. Um, if you're only going to have one knife, I probably would recommend a chef's knife. So, um, and a lot of people do gifting at the holidays. So 
we wanted to get into what to look for when it comes to buying knives. And there are other knives that I think are really important, but if you only have one, chef's knife is probably the one to get. So that's well, why we started with that. And the best thing is, you know, if you're still looking for gift ideas for all your foodies, you could either do, you know, you can make them a little basket of like a roasting mm -hmm. pan, a thermometer and a knife. I there mean, you go. who didn't love that? There you go. <laughs> you can get them all on Amazon. Yes. Um, but I will tell you this. I think there's an old wives tale. When you gift a knife, you're supposed to give like a penny with it yes. and the person's supposed to give you the knife that uh, the penny back because yes. they're supposed to buy it from you it's bad <laughs> luck to like for for a wedding or something because it cuts the love or something like that and so they have to buy it from you with the penny isn't that right there's like an old yep. wise tale <laughs> yeah my mom always did that <laughs> well, hilarious do you, when you used to give like a wallet or you would give um, a purse, there was always a penny for good luck in it. Yes. I, growing up, I always got that. <laughs> oh, that's cute. I think my grandparents actually got me some steak knives, but I don't know if there was a penny. <laughs> now I'm like, maybe uh -oh. I <laughs> better go drop one by. <laughs> uh well, we'll just keep plowing along. I'm not, we won't get into this too much. We did touch upon it that there is an article on um, sweet vermouth. Teresa did um, some gifting um, wrapping ideas and um, we do have an upcoming episode talking about the sweet vermouth, but Haley made it. And um, there are two methods. You can do a long kind of process or a shorter process. She did the shorter process and then she did three cocktails an Americano, a Blood and Sand, and Rob Roy. And they're all traditional um, sweet vermouth cocktails. Yeah, it but turned out fun. That was fun. It did. They're beautiful. It's a beautiful spread. And then um, who doesn't uh, enjoy sweet potatoes at the holidays or, or year-round? Uh, they definitely have more good-for-you stuff than um, a regular white potato, I guess. <laughs> Even though I love a regular white potato, especially in the skin. <laughs> I know. But, I remember the first time, like, witnessing like sweet potatoes my mom would just put them in the microwave and I'm like that doesn't appeal to me at all <laughs> like no I don't want that <laughs> so I kind of had a front with them I'm like ah I'll pass them but once I got older and I actually started eating them you uh -huh. know they are pretty good <laughs> <laughs> and then we have oh that we give you the lows and lows down on sweet potatoes and then that we've got one in four uh is sweet potatoes and so there's a sweet potato hash with smoked salmon Scallop sweet potatoes, which, oh my, just yum. Oh, those um, are fantastic. And I, and I will say that it's a great alternative to just plain old scallop potatoes. Uh -huh. The sweet potatoes are so much better for your uh, glycemic index. Mm -hmm. And this recipe is, is really nice and creamy and just all around good. I agree. And then this is, I think, one of uh, several of our favorite new dishes, the peanut sweet potato soup. I know Chris, this is on his rotation in his yeah, house. It's his go-to. I was a lucky recipient to take some of this home. It is so good. And now that I'm looking at it again, I'm thinking I might make that this weekend. <laughs> I mean, we do super Sundays. Uh -huh. It could be a rotation here. <laughs> well, and the sweet potato pie bread, um, this is what you wrapped up in the little um, gifting article. This is kind of an alternative to pumpkin bread. And uh, so riff on, on that. And uh, it's got a lovely glaze and just those warm fall spices and 
Yes. And a nice little um, kind of sweeter kind of take on the sweet potatoes where some of the, our other ones right. were savory. This was a nice, you know, classic yeah. marshmallows and sweet potatoes. Right. <laughs> and then the next two, we won't dive into too deeply, given that we're going to um, talk about Thanksgiving leftovers in its own podcast episode. But we do have, because a lot of people do have um, leftover turkey. So we wanted to give you some ways to use that up. It also puts to use some of those extra sides, too. It's not just turkeys. Correct. Um, the other <laughs> thing I was going to say is, and if you don't have turkey or if you want to make these at another time of the year, use chicken. <laughs> totally. I, uh, I just want to, I know we're not going to talk about it too much, but oh, I yeah, just sure. want to say that um, uh, be sure and, and listen for that leftover podcast episode because all four of these uh, leftover turkey recipes are really amazing. They're developed by Pam and Maddie, and they're so creative. And you know, it's it's like, okay, what am I going to do with this turkey? Turkey sandwiches, <laughs> turkey soup? No, these these are really creative and and really delicious. Thank you. Yeah, we had fun. I we I, I was happy with what we did. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yes. <laughs> um, then we've got, of course, uh, Q&A, and uh, again, we will have a, uh, another episode on um, holiday desserts, uh, primarily Bouche de Noël, but we talk about others, and this was, Bouche de Noël is a classic French holiday dessert, and really what it is, it's just a rolled cake. You take a, like a sponge cake, and you just fill it with something, do a little filling, roll it real tight so you get spirals. And, and then you kind of frost it, but then you cut it and you assemble it so it looks like a log. <laughs> and so it's very festive and very beautiful. And it's, what I loved is it is very uh, approachable. It looks challenging, but Haley did a really nice job and made it very approachable. And, and again, I know we're going to delve into this in a later podcast, but, but be assured that there's complete step-by-step directions in this issue. Yes. to make this yes. lovely dessert. It looks yes. like, it looks so impressive it does. to your friends and family, but it's actually very easy to do. Yeah. And it would be a great, great little centerpiece on your table. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we go through these issues, kind of a mad dash, and there's a lot of work that goes into it. And it is nice on the backside sometimes to just step back and look at it and then kind of say, oh yeah, that was really good. Um, it's hard sometimes. It's not hard sometimes. It's hard all the time, pretty much while you're in the moment to really um, appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> well, and a lot of times, I mean, we're doing all this out of season too. So it's like in the summertime, really a turkey, like, you know, you, <laughs> that is a lot. <laughs> yes. We have Christmas and Thanksgiving every in year. July. Or July. Sorry. Christmas and Thanksgiving. <laughs> In July, every year, yes. <laughs> so it is uh, fun to look back and remember like, okay, now it actually is the holidays. What one do I want to make? <laughs> so um, hopefully we've given you some inspiration. If you don't have our issue and you want it, uh, go to cuisineathome.com and sign up and subscribe. And we would love for you to um, be a, a part of our readership. And uh, thanks for listening and uh, look forward to you tuning in next week. Thanks, ladies. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. Visit our site to learn about special offers, new products, and more for purchase. We offer live cooking seminars from pasta making and cast iron cooking to pie baking and stir frying techniques. 
Our special interest publications feature recipes centered around certain topics like feel-good food and slow cooker dinners. We also offer custom Cuisine at Home branded kitchen tools such as aprons, cutting boards, and bench knives. Shop all of our offerings at CuisineAtHome.com.